<laughs> so good to be with you again. <clears throat> and as I was mentioning about all the different churches I've been to, it's nice to be at one that's really nearby. <laughs> living at Nairn, that's not too far to come to Macclesfield. But, um, you know, it's just um, <clears throat> whether it's a small group like here or a bigger church, it's just my privilege to be wherever God asks me to go. So great to be with you. And uh, bring greetings from our church as well. And they're very aware of you here and your part of the Adelaide Hills, and we're praying often for you as a church as well. Well, I want to speak this morning around the theme of honour and giving honour where honour is due. Um, I guess, like many of you, like me, many of you, Sorry, had a good dose of the Queen the last uh, the last few weeks, and uh, what a what a wonderful way to honour an incredible life of servanthood uh, over a lifetime. Uh, quite outstanding. I loved your little cartoon in your in your what's that statement about the chaplain? I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember reading it and thinking, "Wow, that's really good." Ah, oh, if she could put the crown at the feet. That's right. You know, what a humble, humble lady at so many levels, and yet so. You know, but honour is something that's very important. Very important. And uh, let me just see if I can follow this. Uh, I'll put up there, it's more a verb than it is a noun. Sorry, it's more a noun. More a verb than, than a noun. You know, it's... Are you Okay. Yeah, we're just getting you on PowerPoint so it works properly instead of going through uh, worship extreme. Ah, oh, it doesn't, yeah. Okay. Now it will work. Okay, it's, it, it, if you've been in a court or in other places where like, we use the title of Your Honour, Your Honour, but honour is much more than just titles, it's more than words. It's an act. And uh, this morning I want to encourage you about building uh, that enactment that is beyond words. That which is, uh, comes from the heart. That which speaks of the worth and significance of people. And uh, you know we have the opportunity in a group like this to continue to honour each other and to build each other up. <clears throat> and in that sense, you know, honour can't be demanded, it can only be given. Uh, you know, we, we, we can't ask you to honour me. Honour is something that we voluntarily give. It should flow from the heart. It should be something that's a response that's uh, not solicited so much as it is given and granted. And yet, uh, you know, so many times we see the opposite. I've put up here some examples of honour. Um, when I retired some years ago now, uh, it was one of the best services I've ever been in in the sense that I didn't know it was happening and I came to church thinking it was just going to preach my last sermon and they turned the whole service into an honouring of my uh, 30 plus years of ministry there at Stirling and it was just, it was just, it was overwhelming there were people there who'd come from, they gathered people from all the past and sang songs that we hadn't sung for a long time and, there was a band there, there were all sorts of members who'd been part of it before. And it was just one of those unique opportunities which you can't ask for, 
but it's just given to you. And I just felt, I really did feel so honoured. And we finished with a, with a big lunch together and a big cake they had. And, you know, I'll always remember that day as one of the most special days uh, to conclude, really, the opportunity and the privilege of me to serve that group of people for a long, long, long season. In contrast, I put up there um, green rooms, bunches of flowers and political leaflets. When I was early in ministry um, in Melbourne, I had the opportunity to do a lot of Christian concert promotions. And we used to run big concerts all uh, around Australia. And, uh, and, but I, <clears throat> I remember this one lady who was, I won't mention who she was, but she was a pretty well-known Christian artist at the time. And Christian contemporary music was growing very rapidly. And, you know, we had thousands of people coming to these concerts. And um, I put her up in this, what I thought was a pretty swanky hotel, but she didn't think it was good enough. And so she ordered, I reckon, two or $300 worth of flowers to decorate her room and just and put it on my, my tab. You know, and you know, it was just like this self-honouring. And you know, they used to come at sometimes. Some of them were incredibly humble and really did Christian service in their, in their musicianship. But others had come from a very secular background where they had expected everything. And they would come out with their lists of stuff, right down to the sorts of um, meals that had to be provided for them at the concert venues. And, you know, like, it was just this other world that I entered into. I never realised the, the, the sort of sense of privilege that went with some of these people who had some notoriety in our world. But it was honour that wasn't given. It was honour that was demanded. And it's just such a, a wrong spirit in that sense, you know? Like, there's nothing more wonderful than being honoured when you haven't asked for it. But when you're asking for it and demanding it, it becomes quite a different spirit. And I had the same thing happen with politicians that I've had to work with. In my years as state chairman of our movement, I had the privilege of being on uh, the heads of Christian churches organisation of South Australia for a long season. And with all the different Christian leaders of different denominations, we would often meet with politicians. And some of them you would meet with, and they were, it was like they'd known you all their lives. And they gave you their full attention. And there are others that you'd meet that were speaking to the person behind you. They weren't really interested in you at all. And it was like, you know, you, were, you, you had to feel privileged to be in their position. And it was just so contrasting sometimes the ways that people approach public service. You know, I mean, they're all public servants, our politicians. They're serving us, but there's some that expect you to serve them. And it's so sad when you see that. And yet when you see... Uh, those who with humility approach their, their, their privilege of being a servant of the people, it's, it's, it's fantastic. So as we look at honouring this morning, um, I want to encourage us to develop... That way. What I want to talk about this morning with you is ministering in the opposite spirit. Uh, you know, Barnabas was called the son of encouragement. He had his name changed from, I think it was Joseph, wasn't it? I think he was called. Do you remember? can't remember. I had it written. I read it just recently. But he changed, his name was changed 
to Barnabas because he became so noted by the encouragement that flowed out of his life as uh, this particular disciple. Um, Anne's going to look it up now and tell me what, what the answer is. But developing a culture of honour is so important. And uh, this morning I want to talk about the opposite spirit to the spirit that we see so much in our world. And developing this culture that is so beautifully articulated in this particular prayer by St. Francis of Assisi. Uh, Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, uh, hope. And where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. Uh, For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. That's amazing. Every time I read that prayer, I just go... Lord, help me to develop that opposite spirit to the spirit of, 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 of our world. Uh, the spirit that demands and expresses so much of, uh, of, of expectation of honour rather than it being something that's, that's volunteered. And here, as St Francis speaks of an opposite spirit to the spirit that's at work in our world. The scriptures are very clear, in fact, in... Uh, in what we are to do. It says, What sort of things are true and honourable and worthy of praise? If there's anything good, we're to dwell on those things. Good report. Think on those things. And therefore encourage one another and build one another up, just as in fact you're doing. Uh, the next uh, slide, I'm going to point it this way. There we go. Um, so who are we to honour? Well, the scriptures make it pretty clear. I think that makes it clear. I'm pushing it. Go. Let me just put this whole one up. Uh, we're, we're encouraged to honour our fathers and mothers. We're encouraged to um, honour those that are in authority over us and our governments. We're encouraged in Scripture to honour our husbands and our wives. And we're expected as children to honour our parents and parents to honour their children. To honour each other is an edict of scripture. I'm not going to go through all these passages of scripture there. If you want to grab this PowerPoint afterwards, you're very welcome to. Uh, it'll be it's on your computer, so you can download it and study it further. But the scripture spends a lot of time and effort talking about honouring, and most of all, of course, to honour God himself. As I put up here on the next slide, yes I did. Are you doing something wrong? There you go. Oh, it's just like. Humility is the very heartbeat of honouring. It's about thinking of others before we think of ourselves. Yeah, it's just just slow, isn't it? Okay. Our, our world 
is, in, is such an incredibly narcissistic society, isn't it? It's all on about me and my needs. And what if there's one thing that gets up my go? It's not moving on. Maybe you can just, if I point to you, you can just click it along, because I think this thing may not be, it's too slow for me. I can watch it from here. Um, if one thing that gets up my go is some of the reality TV shows that are around, and that, you know, reality, what a joke. But so many of them are, are based around a, a spirit of, of what's in it for me. And, you know, trying to make people love you, make people esteem you, make people talk about you. And it's, it's this entitlement spirit that's so uh, alive in our TV cultures. That's, and there's an opposite spirit. That should be... That, that's, when you see it manifesting in someone like the Queen uh, or, 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 or in people that you meet that don't, have no expectation except to serve then you just go, man, that's the spirit we need in our world. And in our churches, in our lives together, how important that is to not have the spirit of expectation of for ourselves, but to, to have that spirit of humility. To nurture a lifestyle. Are you going to click it on? Can you? Oh, you did it. Wow, she's fast. Um, to nurture a lifestyle of honour and to make ourselves... Uh, second rather than first. Now I uh, put there <laughs> to make it as. Now, now you're going too fast. <laughs> it's hard to get good help nowadays, isn't it? Look, I want to honour you for trying to do it for me. I'm back. Where are we? I think, go backwards. Where are we up to? Humility. No, it's your humility. Okay, I put up there to, to uh, counter the narcissistic spirit of our world and to nurture a lifestyle of honour by making it our second, really we should call it our first nature, where the automatic thing that comes out of us is to encourage and to build up. That that's our natural default position is to think in terms of how can we esteem and build up rather than expectations of what's in it for us. Proverbs puts it like this. Uh, The wise will inherit honour, but fools get only shame and disgrace. Whoever pursues righteousness and love will find life, prosperity and honour. The heartbeat of what God challenges us to live with is where we're second and the other is first. And the, the atmosphere of humility is just should be part of what we are as Christians and the challenge to honour that flows out of that. Now, the next slide says, um, talks about the fact that honouring often is difficult and challenging because we all face a whole heap of dishonourable events. Uh, you, you can all, you've all been hurt somewhere in your life. And so the, the default position can very easily become one of self-protection. And of, of expecting on others, from others, that they, uh, they honour us. 
And we're fearful to actually go in and honour others because we might be hurt again. We may not necessarily uh, gain the support or an encouragement from that person back to us. So what happens if I've been in an abusive situation, for instance? I mean, there's a lot of dishonouring that happens in our world. And some of you may have come through life, life scripts and experiences where there's been abuse for, you know, challenged or given to you. How can you honour that person? How can you bring honour into dishonourable acts? Well, as I put up there, it's not, in fact, a, a licence for those things to occur. But the challenge is that honour is our default position, not the exception. In other words, what do, you def- what do you defer to by your own nature? Is your nature one to encourage? Or is your, is your nature one to find fault? Is your nature to hold on to resentment and hold on to bitterment, embitterment? Or is it to trust and believe yet again? I was talking to a, a situation just recently where you know, there was long-standing um, situations that had occurred that where embitterment had been built layer upon layer and there was no trust at all. And there was just an atmosphere of dishonour that was being given by this particular person to someone else. And I said, well, look, you know, the only way you'll break this is if you choose to take the pathway of humility and to take again the active decision to honour rather than bring dishonour. Because this person was doing nothing but finding fault of the other person. And I said, look, you'll always find fault. You'll always find things that will hurt you. And I'm not making or condoning some of the things that have happened. But where are you going to live your life? Are you going to live it in embitterment? Are you going to live it in the negatives? Or are you going to choose the pathway to honour yet again? The challenge of Scripture says it like this. But I say, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. Isn't that the opposite spirit? To the spirit of our world, what do we do? We persecute those who hurt us. And we encourage you to actually love them. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. How often do you have to keep extending the hand of honouring and of goodwill? Well, the scripture says, continue. When they came to Jesus and they said, Lord, Lord, what do I have to do to to fulfill the law? And then he and he said, the young guy said, I'm doing it all. Jesus said, Yeah, but you've got to keep doing it. Seventy times seven. Not just seven times. Keep doing it. I don't know. All of us can reach a point where we think, well, I've given up. I'm I'm being nice. If you want to be nasty to me, I'm going to be nasty back. I've I've, I've done it seven times, but forget this 70 times seven. That's ridiculous. Well, you know, Jesus is talking about a pathway of life that was to be laying down your life continually for those around about you. Where the thing that flows out of you 
is one of humility. Rather than asking and expecting honour to be given to you, you extend honour to others. A power, as I put up there, of forgiveness. To free yourself from embitterment whilst not accepting hurtful and wrong acts. It doesn't mean you just allow yourself to be walked over, but it's what you do with the feelings of resentment and the feelings of anger and the feelings of hurt. Are you going to allow them to stay there or are you going to forgive yet again? Forgive yet again. In the situation that I was talking to you about, there's been this build-up of resentment that has happened generationally as I look back at it. They've learned patterns of not forgiving from their parents. And there are issues that have gone back generations in some of these families. I remember watching a series with, I think it was Kevin Costner, called The Hatfields versus the McCoys. Very famous struggle between these two rival clans in America. Uh, one was from West Virginia and I think one the other one was from Kentucky and it almost ended up, it escalated to such a point that the striving between these two clans where the two this is after the Civil War they almost had a Civil War again between those two, two states and it was all over a pig when you trace it back where someone hadn't paid for a pig that they had taken and they thought it was, you know, it was dispute, it was petty but it had been allowed to escalate to a level... Do you know that that... that it's quite a famous story, actually. That that escalation of that issue between these two families went on and was only finally resolved in 2003. It had gone on for generations. Stupid, stupid, petty things. We all get hurt and there are things that happen along the way in life where, where we're misunderstood or where things don't occur in a way that we, we would like them to. Uh, some of you, as I said, may have gone through even situations of, of, of real serious abuse that have happened. But can God work in your life to bring about forgiveness? I believe he can. And that the power of the gospel is that we can find ourselves marching to the beat of a different drum. And that humility starts to flow out of our lives in a way that, 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 is, that is our first nature. That that's where we flow from. And that's what's coming out of our lives. And where our life becomes one of not asking for honour, but of giving honour. It's called the spirit of encouragement. And it's a gift. Next one. It's a gift of the Spirit. You can put these up there if you like. It's the nature of a disciple to actually extend encouragement. It's the heart, in fact, of the Gospel. Let me read those scriptures to you. Okay? Matthew 20, Jesus says, But Jesus called them to them to him and said, You know the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not, even, it shall not be so amongst you. But whoever would be great amongst you must be your servant. But whoever would be first amongst you must be your slave. And even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life 
as a ransom for many. The pattern of Scripture, the pattern of the Christian life, should be one of continued giving of themselves. The gift of encouragement. Such a powerful gift. You can extend it here in this church a lot to each other. Uh, In our church we have, and in fact we might just do this for a minute. Uh, In our church what we do sometimes is have encouragement times. And uh, we we speak well of somebody else. And the rest of the church affirms them. So like I'd like to just say to you, Anne, this morning. Isn't she a fantastic lady? I just honour you, Anne. You know, you lived in the shadow of of Daryl for a lot of years, and Daryl's not a small character in personality. And the shadow that he cast was pretty strong uh, at times in ministry. And I have honoured you before, Daryl, for all that you've achieved. But, you know, the more I've got to know you, Anne, the more I realise where that strength comes from. Uh, You know, so much, and perhaps even the last um, year has displayed that even more in terms of just the way you've had to hold things together and to hold Daryl together in, in, in terms of serving him and, and just giving of yourself. I honour you this morning and I speak well of you because you know it's something that uh, I know is your nature to serve and you do it, you know. I've never heard you grumble, I'm sure you probably do, but I've never seen it. You know, and what I see in fact is someone who just continually just does. And you know, you express to me so much of what I'm speaking about this morning. And to see you up here singing away and playing away. And starting a new church at your, your point in life is not an easy call. And yet you've done it with gusto. And you've done it with the passion of the Lord in your lives. And that's not the first time. You've done it many times in your lives. And, and I just... Uh, you know, I was just in Munster a couple of weeks ago, no, last Sunday rather, and they were lamenting the fact that you've stopped being their bookkeeper. <laughs> what are we going to do? I mean, I didn't even know you were their bookkeeper, but it just shows you serve at heart. You know, really serving a lot of these smaller churches and working for them and encouraging them. You know, and I just, just honour you this morning. And what we do then in our church is we clap the persons. Is there somebody else here that we'd want to honour? Somebody else here today. Just take a moment. I was honour my husband. Yeah. Who um, showed a wonderful sense of um, servanthood by taking dancing last night. Dancing? Yes. He hates dancing. <laughs> With, I could say, passion. And he was willing to commit to it and took me dancing. And I couldn't talk so much. And if, when I was faltering at the end, I was getting a bit tired. Well, that's significant. That is significant. Let's pray. Who else like that we got? I like to honour Phil and Faye from this morning. Yeah. For their consistent love. Not just to me, but to everybody. And their generosity. Fantastic. We honour you guys. Well, we don't have to force it because then it's 
not really honouring, is it? So, anybody else though that wants to say something? I'd like to honour Anna because she comes and does and never takes any praise or, or thanks for it, but she has a service heart and does it with joy and gladness and I'd like to thank you for that. Fantastic. And, I, you know, I'd just like to honour you as a church. You know, it's not an easy thing. And particularly, you know, when you're a small group and some people leave or situations change so that you don't always have the manpower that you need, it comes back to the same group as we were just talking about before with somebody saying, you know, the handful makes it happen. And that's not easy. But I honour you. Because like I was doing with the church up at Bullaroo Centre, you know, that's a faithful old crew there, you know, who, who are not going to probably turn the world upside down, but they're going to go into heaven with accolades, well done, good and faithful servants. Because they have been. They've served the Lord with great faithfulness. And I would like to encourage you as well. To, you know, you serve the Lord with great faithfulness here in Macclesfield. What, you know, one sows and another reaps, but it's God who brings the increase. Now, I don't know what the future of your church is, but I know this. If you continue to build a culture of honour in here, uh, people are starving for that in our community. They're continually around the opposite spirit in this world, which is pulling them down, finding fault, criticism, filled with bitterness and resentments, filled with harbouring of feelings of, of, of aggression against each other. And there's an opposite spirit that God wants to bring and that is to be part of what the Christian life should be about where it gives and gives and gives 70 times 7 and I want to pray that over you as a church this morning let me just finish off with this last slide here Uh, Victor Frankl was a guy who was wrote out of the context of having been one of the survivors of Auschwitz And he wrote, he said, made this statement, everything can be taken from a man uh, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, and it's to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. Honouring is a choice. Bringing encouragement is a decision that we bring. We can either choose to harbour and hang on to our past hurts, or we can let go of them by the power of the of the risen Christ. And that's why we take communion every Sunday, is we get an opportunity to examine ourselves and let go of the stuff that can so easily build up in our system like a poison. And it just sits there and can go on sometimes for generations, as I mentioned before. You choose your attitude. And this morning I want to encourage you to just choose the attitude that I just saw so personified in our Queen. Our public service of, uh, now, mind you, she had lots of people caring for her, obviously, too. But you saw in the, in the, in the way that people spoke, who just stood queuing up for hours to see her. You know, why do they do that? Because they saw in her an example of what life should look like. And we see it ultimately in the person of Christ. And she gained her encouragement as well from who Christ was to her, which I just find so encouraging. Today, choose the attitude of honour. We make a decision. You can put the rest of the slide up. 
choose the attitude of honour. And the final scripture is Romans 13, 7. It says this, Render therefore to all people their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom is due. Fear to whom fear. And honour to whom honour. Can I encourage you as a church, uh, honour each other. And not just as a church. Honour those that you meet. Honour the circumstances. Think of the good. If there's anything worthy of praise, if there's any excellence that's said, whatever is worth is praiseworthy and of good report, think on those things, Paul said. Encourage one another and build one another up just as you're doing. And Lord, I just pray over this church that it would be an honouring place. Not only honouring of you, but honouring of each other. And honouring of those, Lord, that come into their midst. May the default position of their lives be not one of criticism. May it not be the spirit of this age, this narcissistic, self-centred, wanting and demanding to be honoured, but rather a giving of their lives and a laying down of themselves. Not Not to be served, but to serve. And may that spirit of encouragement grow through this church. And may it continue to be a blessing to this community and to each other, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. God bless you. Thank you. It's a privilege to share the word with you again. And I tell you what, it's, uh, it's, I share it out of the context of, of having seen such an opposite spirit in so many people's lives. And I, and I know when, when encouragement is released, when that spirit of humility is there, it ultimately reaps a reward that's beyond measure. God bless you all.